that we are saved and we know you we born again born of your spirit we have a good future an excellent future heavenly future you've given us all things lord that pertain to life and godliness we have an inheritance in you so many things that you provided for us father too numerous to mention we thank you for what we can appreciate that we we know that you've given us an expectation of you giving us more in jesus name amen praise god many many men well we're going to talk today about the fact that in his favor is life and in his favor is life psalm uh, 30 verse 5 tells us that there's a a more familiar part of that scripture that that we know Uh, it starts off by saying this is a prayer of thanksgiving uh, where uh, the writer is extolling the Lord and talking about some experiences Um, the fact that God has kept him alive and he should not go down to the pit to sing unto the Lord all you saints of his and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness Man, the fact that God is the only one who is just and right all the time makes it such that we can depend on him so we need to be thankful for his holiness it's not like people people change on you sometimes they're okay sometimes they ain't okay and I think it's wrong to depend on people I think it's wrong to judge people as being for us or against us because there are times when God doesn't uh, open that up for us to receive from certain individuals you know we we have to keep our focus on him and he says for his anger endures but for a moment isn't that wonderful not like folk who hold grudges for I remember uh, I remember talking to um a friend of mine this was many years ago I don't even know if I was saved at the time and and she was talking about um, somebody in her family and she said oh you don't mess with where she's an older lady auntie so and so she said oh yeah she wanted them cash you call come and find you in a nursing home and push your wheelchair down the steps <laughs> if it takes her that long to find you <laughs> you go bouncing down the stairs yeah too much he says in his favor is life his anger endures but for a moment in his favor is life so what causes God's anger against us to cease well the blood of the cross begins it amen and our walking in that revelation and in obedience to what the blood dictates that we do so there's an obedience factor always involved in what we receive from God he says weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning so our joy the joy of the Lord that we have is is uh, (coughs) related very much to God's favor our perceiving and walking in God's favor in our lives is what what gives us joy causes us to be in the joy of the Lord it's a wonderful thing to know that because if we understand that joy comes as a result of understanding that 
we have the favor of God working for us you can rejoice in all situations because you know you're going to come out you know it's not going to last you know you're going to come out on top you know all of these things and you know them by the spirit you don't have to know them by experience you can know these things by the spirit so favor really means to delight we are God's delight when it says that he we have his favor he looks delightfully upon us he looks favorably upon us favor also means acceptable so if your favor is upon if God's favor is upon you that means that you have acceptance everywhere that you go you're an acceptable person you don't have to be the star of the show all the time you just have to be in there you know it's like <laughs> when people get into the party or something i was thinking about the uh what you call it the domino uh the kid um uh DiGiorno pizza kid you know he just all he wanted to do was get in a party he didn't care if he was the life of the party he didn't care if he opened the door all he wanted was in and so acceptance means you're in what follows after you get in is dependent upon how you carry how you go forth in that favor you see you can you can excel to the top if you desire you know it's a matter of promotion that's a matter of proving yourself there are all, all kinds of things that come into play there but God's favor makes you acceptable to have his favor means that he desires you that means that God will not push you away Uh, he won't reject you he will always be there for you also means pleasure that God takes pleasure in us when he thinks about us he feels good he feels good it also means to will that means that God is willing to give us what we desire because he favors us it means that he is that we are pleasing to him isn't it good to know you just don't have to worry about you know you think to yourself man i've had a rough day but i know there's one person that i'm pleasing to you know always pleasing to him so that that means a lot it really means to reconcile oneself that means there's always peace between you no animosity no strife no hard feelings uh, no tension as to you know you seem to be acting strange toward me lately what's the matter you know there's no second guessing and second thoughts about your relationship it means to accept that you are accepted acceptable favor also means to pardon that somebody is quick to forgive you you know sometimes you you think about that now being quick to forgive that doesn't come from everybody you know sometimes people just take you know some people you take to a little bit easier than other people we all have our little uh favorites or types of people that we like better than others sometimes people are a challenge for us to get to know to get at ease with them do do they like us do we like them all that kind of stuff um you know i uh somebody was was talking about um well you know i'm widowed now and i've been by myself and and i really would like to get married again i'm going huh 
Huh? Didn't I do that already? Huh? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how did I get there? Huh? What? <laughs> we did that dance already. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but you know, you think about this. You got to meet somebody. You gotta, do they like me? Do I like? I'm too old for that. You know, I was like, ta-da! As, as the word in the words of the late Mr. Michael Jackson, this is it. Period. <laughs> you either like it or you don't like it, kind of thing. But you, know, you think about those things. You gotta go through that that uh, courting dance. <laughs> you ever see some of them different? See the different types of uh, animals and their little mating dances and stuff like that. And some of them flip way over on their heads and jump upside down and run all over. I said, No, 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 no. We don't have energy for that no more. So we did that dance. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and we had fun while we were having fun, but it's a new season here, so praise the Lord. But anyway, in the relationships, there's that tension and anxiety about being acceptable, not being. And you can relax with God. Huh? Yeah? You can take the wig off, you can take the pantyhose off, you can put your feet up, and they smell, and all that kind of stuff. And you say, God, here I am. You love me, I love you. <laughs> you know, I no demands on each other. Praise the Lord. Uh, and so, uh, or you know, if you if you're single, you live by yourself. Uh, you can drink you can drink out the milk carton. You know, <laughs> yeah, they, they all these milk carton drinkers. Yeah, and God never gets upset, does he? And remind me when I come visit y'all, don't ask for nothing out of your refrigerator. Bring my own stuff. I bring my picnic lunch. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, uh, <laughs> but see, we're all acceptable to Him with our little habits, bad habits, the lack of whatever. And also, so you're pardoned from all your little transgressions and grievances and all that kind of stuff. You know, you live with people, you got to clean up after yourself and, you know, be halfway presentable most of the time. And, and with God, you can just roll over and say, I thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. He responds, you know, he'll give you a hug or something like that. So it's good, you know, it's good that God, <clears throat> we're acceptable, just like we are, down to the nitty gritty. And then he helps us to improve got me we're work in progress so favor means he's he's disposed to helping you to achieve those goals that you have in life and achieve more than he always leaves you in better condition than when he found you you can't say that about a lot of people a lot of people are con men con women and rip off artists but God will leave you in better position than when he found you there's always a step up and improvement and so God's favor will promote that change in us it'll promote a good change in us and it'll be worth it you know it'll be worth it so uh, the word acceptable we found uh, used again in Luke chapter 4 and verse 19 so we can say that the season or the time that we live in Jesus was talking about a time uh, that was he was ushering in uh, in the the um, 
ministry that God had sent him to the earth to do to help humanity and he says here he gave him the book and opened it to Isaiah the prophet and he said the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So this is the year of the Lord's favor or this is the era of the Lord's favor. It began then and it continues now and will continue until the church is taken out of the earth. And so we understand that the favor of the Lord is upon the earth and upon humanity now to receive the gospel. To receive the good news. That's why we can preach to anybody. We don't have to believe that they're <clears throat> capable of being saved. Or God wants them or doesn't want them. You can just open your mouth and share the message of Christ with anybody. Because that it is the favorable year of the Lord to receive the truth of, of uh, God's love for us. And accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So if, if in God's favor there is life, then it certainly is known there. Eternal life is offered and granted to us because this is the acceptable year of the Lord. God makes his face to shine upon us and he is gracious to us. And he is disposed to show favor. So to be in his favor means to be his delight. And he favors us because he accepts us. Because of the blood of Jesus he accepts us as his very own. We become adopted sons and daughters of God. We had a real family now. And I always tell people I said if the church where you're at doesn't make you feel like you have a family. You need to go where, where that place is. But that's one of the first indications of God's love and acceptance is how you feel around his people. You have to have that sense of of uh, being embraced and received rather than being rejected, you know, and turned away. Or you have to always fight your way in uh, to that situation. I was speaking with somebody recently, and I was looking at you know their their history of kind of um, back and forth in the church you know I mean they're Christian and they always love God and you know all this but they don't never seem to connect in the right way you know and they were sharing with me that when they were growing up in the church they were kind of like a a, um, second class you know how people they have their little groups this group is acceptable this group is that you know you have all these little cliques and things like that when you have groups of people together and especially if there's not the work of the gospel going forth in a powerful way you know and that spirit propelling people to go forward you always have people break off into little groups and factions and so forth and because they didn't have a father living in the home their parents were divorced they were kind of not acceptable you know as far as their little hierarchy and stuff is concerned and so you look at that and you don't wonder why that person has a hard time connecting you know even though I believe God will bring you to the right place a place where you can feel at peace and at home if you keep that 
wall up you know to protect you against people uh, you won't fit in you know you or you'll fit in for a season you find yourself getting too comfortable and then you want to disconnect again because that's been your pattern and so sometimes those patterns are very difficult for people to break and you'll find them miss God and miss God's best because I believe that when you're you're in the right place where you find that fellowship uh, where you find people who are have that same spirit you know that want to work for God and want to uh, do things for God and want to change things and all of that uh, when you find that it's hard for you to duplicate that in many other places you know because once you, you're called to a work you're commanded by God to finish that work complete that work and if that work isn't uh, expressed any other place you'll find that with with many things that people do sometimes people are called uh, to a ministry gift office and they may want to be a minister in a church because of that church's reputation or something but you know if you take for example if a church has um, 500 members and you know 40 percent of them think they're called to the ministry the church down the street maybe with 80 members is probably looking for an assistant somewhere and can't find one because everybody's kind of packed up there so people have that tendency to move by the flesh when it comes to important things like that to make sure that you connect properly and you get fed you know the food that you need for growth is is uh, provided in that place and so these things are very important for us to understand that 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 uh, these are important things that we need to keep in mind so God's favor is upon us and his favor increases with our obedience because if you're obedient to God to stay in the place where he's called you to then you find the greatest favor there in that realm of, of connecting with God through obedience and so it's it's good to know that that there's a, a prime place there's a perfect spot so to speak to speak where you can can soar in God uh, you know I, I played golf for a lot of years when my uh, husband was alive and <clears throat> they would always you know whenever you you're a woman and you're out there with all those men they always want to show you you know how to hit the ball and so you know it's like you're retarded or something you just showed up on the golf course and somebody gave you these clubs you don't know what to do with them and so forth and and so when um, uh, um, I could at times I could really drive farther than my husband could because he had taught me how to you know sometimes you can you know if he would quit poking me with the end of the club and just I speak English I don't speak poke you know you know they act like it's just such a difficult thing you know it takes 15 all these men all of a sudden converge on this one little female we're all going to teach her how to hit the ball you know that kind of stuff but anyway but um, they would always say if you hit the ball a certain way and the way it took off they said oh you found the sweet spot you got me so there was a sweet spot on the 
the face of the the face of the club striking that ball correctly and I believe that there's that for each one of us as believers there is a place where you are called to where if you stay there you'll take off and soar and you'll be everything that God wants you to be and you won't have this uh, feeling that you don't belong or feeling I, I just think that's that's that should be unheard of for believers once you're saved and once God God can direct you wherever you need to be whenever you need to be there and there's no reason that we can't prosper and flourish and do well and do everything God wants us to do uh, it, under his leading and his direction so I believe there is a perfect place uh, for believers to be where they can you'll grow you'll be needed uh, your skills will be put to use all of that stuff I don't understand people going to church for years and just sitting on a pew and feeling like well they won't let you do anything there they like they have limited opportunity my goodness you're serving God now when's the opportunity going to come for you if it doesn't come uh, in this this aspect of your life and so being acceptable also means that there is an acceptable uh, congregation for you there's an acceptable uh, place to be there's an acceptable uh, group that you can connect with in a in a family way in a working together way and that doesn't mean that you don't have disagreements with some or you don't see eye to eye with some but it, overall it's the work that you're called to that's the main focus of why you're there it's not uh, you know some kind of uh, social thing even though there's interaction there's fellowship fellowship is different than socializing uh, it's, it's you're centered around a certain thing uh, when you have fellowship and so <clears throat> it's a good thing to remember that that favor even extends into your your group that you're called to it really it really is and so you'll find a place where you you can lock in you fit in if you'll let yourself you you know you put your guard down and quit being defensive and you know quit looking at yourself as second class or something like that and uh, and let God grow you up and let him mature you and let him help you all those kinds of things so God's favor even extends to that his favor extends into your personal life as well you know God's favor will draw you to the right people it'll draw you to the right job the right husband or wife It'll draw draw you to the right uh, <clears throat> element when it comes to how you spend your free time, uh, the right uh, hobbies and and uh, you know things that you do uh, to um, help you uh, to you know put some other skills to use, get some enjoyment out of the gifts that God has given you. Uh, his favor even extends there. So even in your downtime, you can have fun with different things because God will find ways to help you uh, to enjoy life you know your favor helps you to enjoy life so in Proverbs 15 we'll turn there it gives you an idea of how favor uh, is bestowed and who on whom it's bestowed what God's looking for in us it says the sacrifice of uh, 15 verse 8 the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord in other words he looks on the heart I don't care how much you give if your heart's not right in it it's an abomination to the Lord but the prayer of the upright is his delight 
Even if you come begging all the time. Now think about it. Here's this wicked person giving something sacrificial. He's he's you know making a sacrifice he's doing without something giving his best you know uh, cutting off his right arm so to speak to please God but because his his heart is not right God sees it as an abomination but here's an upright person that has nothing to give and is just begging God and asking him for stuff all the time he likes that <laughs> go figure <laughs> why because God is not like people people are impressed with what you have God is not. He's impressed with what's on the inside of you. He's impressed with what with your motive. What are you after? What are you here for? So the prayer of the upright is his delight. Isn't that wonderful? He delights in our prayers. He likes our prayers. It's wonderful. When we are upright or when we are, are approach him in righteousness, you know, humbling ourselves and acknowledging that our credentials didn't get us into his presence. You know, it's really the sacrifice of his son that we acknowledge that is his delight. He enjoys our prayers. Righteous prayers are what brings his will into the earth. Because if prayers are not birthed in righteousness then God has no part in them. So then we become true intercessors because we can bring his will into the earth because of righteousness. He puts his, his stamp of approval on that. He okays it. He passes it right on through and it's a go. When he sees that our hearts are, are disposed to him and especially when we are in line with his word. You pray the word and you pray, pray righteous prayers from a pure heart and you have God's favor upon you. In 2 Samuel 22, we'll see a song that David sang unto the Lord. 2 Samuel. Sorry about that. In verse night, start in verse nineteen. It says, "They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. Mm-hmm. He brought me forth also into a large place. Mm-hmm. He delivered me because He delighted in me. Mm-hmm. He delivered me because He delighted in me." See, there are certain things that the Old Testament Old Testament believers knew to do in times of trouble. You see it carried over uh, some in the New Testament. So uh, truth is truth and, and what brings results always brings results. But <clears throat> when Paul and Silas were imprisoned, and I think David is speaking of the same thing here. Being delivered from the hand of the enemy. He said when they prevented me, it means he was somehow uh, being resisted by the enemy. But the Lord was his, uh, his stay and he brought him forth into a large place because he delighted in him 
when Paul and Silas began to worship and sing praises to the Lord that is the key way worship is the key way to bring the delight of God into your life the favor of God into your life and the blessing of God into your life worship really is fulfilling the covenant that we have with God if you do no more than just thank him in the midst of your day for instance if <clears throat> you you come to a, a an acknowledgement that you know say for instance I'll do things like I'll misplace something around the house and I'll I'll be looking around for it and I'll s- just say to myself gee you know God help me to find this where is it where is it and then uh, you know your eyes will just lock in on it you know and you've been standing there trying to find it for the longest time without his help and just acknowledging oh thank you Jesus thank you for giving that to me I appreciate it you know that kind of thing those are connections of worship that we have with God in thanksgiving in adoration in praise passing over the opportunity to acknowledge that then means passing over an opportunity to receive God's favor because his favor comes through our uprightness and through our righteousness and so David says here also in verse 21 the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness so there is a reward for obedience to God's commands and there's a reward for completing what God has given us to do according to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me and so God delights in uprightness holiness and obedience in other words he favors the kids that are like him Hmm? he favors the ones that are like him that do what he tells them to do most parents have a predisposition to to you know go to the kid that gives them the least trouble I mean anybody will do that and so this is something that we see is is very very much natural for humans and it also is that way for God so then that way the child learns that there is a reward for obeying mom and dad when they see that mom and dad will give them a little extra time here a little extra money here or you know do something nice for them or give them praise or something like that that lets you know to keep doing that because that behavior is appreciated and so God does that with us you know we'll you know you you'll just have a day sometimes where things just go real well everything falls into place and you say you know what god i thank you for that boy I'm, this is an easy day for me i don't have any this going on i don't have that going on but there has been something that you've sown toward him that's put you in that position see and he that is your reward for your obedience and we need to understand that because then you say hmm I wonder what I did I wonder 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 you know and sometimes it's merely just being consistent and what you've always done you know and and not breaking that cycle that you have in your life of just being faithful where you're called doing this and being consistent and all that and all of a sudden God will open up the doors of favor to you and bless you with something you can't you think to yourself now what did I do to to get that here you know what did I do to generate that That, that's that's when you're walking 
in the walking in the favor of God where you have trained yourself now to walk in obedience to him and not flip in and out you know like we do when we're not maturing God you're getting to a point now where you you uh, have God's awareness have an awareness of him uh, but in a good way at all times you, you got me it's not a, a consciousness of God like he's there to beat you up or something but it's a, a fellowship that you have a communion that you have with him where you have an awareness that he is is your God and you want to please him you want to do this right and do that right and you just have it in you now to do that on a consistent basis and then God can say well look at this I'm going to throw you this over look at what I can give you when you're when you'd like that you see God likes people who are dependable if he can depend on you to listen to him and obey him then his kingdom flows smoothly he likes people that are smooth if I can use that word you know what I'm saying he he doesn't like to have to struggle with people to get his work done in fact the struggle if they're that's still there he'll skip over you and go to somebody that he can depend on there's a lot of dependable people folks we you know we're sometimes we think that that that's a rarity but God's got a lot of people who are friends with him (laughs) you know and they're dependable and so he'll pass over somebody who's trying to give him a hard time and go to somebody who is dependable so God God enjoys the fact that we are imitators of him that's one of the things so David was a man after God's own heart he enjoyed great favor and he was God's delight and he knew it he knew it he was aware of it he delighted himself in God's law so God he was God's delight but God was also his delight you know it's a give and take thing it's a sowing and reaping thing that's what relationship is relationship is not one-sided relationship is double-sided sometimes it might seem a little lopsided you know when we feel that we're the one doing all the giving in the relationship and we're not getting much back why am I always the one that has to that means that you haven't caught on yet (laughs) you haven't caught on (laughs) so he delighted himself in God and God delighted himself in him so it was reciprocal and so we must obey God and we must you know live up to God's expectations when we fall short we have to acknowledge it and say God I'm sorry I blew that and forgive me and I want another chance to do it right help me to do it better next time man it's not about God wanting to slap you around and make you feel small with your mistakes he wants to help you correction really is the the ultimate in uh, confidence somebody's giving you a vote of confidence because they feel that they if they invest a little more time a little more effort in getting you to understand then you'll be productive in this so correction really is a vote of confidence uh, to people you know uh, that's why they call the the prisons correction houses they're houses of correction because everybody else looked at, at 
Babra and said, "No, nah, he ain't gonna never amount to nothing. You just ignore him. He said, he ain't gonna stop, honey. Uh, uh-uh. uh, don't waste your time." So people tried correcting, saw it wasn't making a an impact, and they stopped because they gave up on you, and for good reason because they didn't delight in you. See, when you're correctable and you can take correction, that's a good thing because God will invest in you. Hmm? He will. When you have a teachable and correctable spirit, you get investment. It's like um, when my husband was was uh, uh, working, he was always he always had a plan for a greater promotion where he was, and he would find out. What each boss really liked. Now you know in general what they all like. And you master that. And that can get you in there. But if he knew where his next level of promotion was. He would find out the things that the bosses really liked. And he would move those things. Accomplishing those things to the top of the list. You see. And so they always... Uh, uh, in his evaluations they always evaluated him as promotable because he sought to please the boss very simple now you know there there are people that you you know you did kitchen up to you say what you want to say I got the bigger paycheck see I'm getting the corner office and I'm sitting up there why because that that becomes a part of your life of of expecting to do better correction teachableness has to learning has to be a part of that life There's got to be an expectation that somehow God will help you to get there and keep you on the straight and narrow. Now there are people you know in in the church in Christianity that think that when they get a prophecy that they're called to ministry they don't need any teaching. They just I don't know where they think they're going to get it from but they don't do that any other place but in the church. If you go to the world, it's, you know, it's, you, you need this skill, that skill. Well, oh, I don't have that. Well, I got to take some courses to learn how to. You don't have that either in God. And you got to get under some courses so you can get there. But most people don't feel that. They don't want to know somehow when it comes to the things of God. They don't want to know how this happens and how it's done. And so God has to see somebody like David who is after him pursuing God relentless doesn't want to stop until they get that perfect and right relationship with God and they know it so when we meditate on the goodness of God as David did we become his delight Hmm? just sharing thoughts with God we become his delight God's delight will transport you from a place of very little freedom and restriction into a larger place where you have command over more that's his when David says he delivered me and put me in a large place that's a promotion when you go from shackles on your ankles from the pit to the palace so to speak that's God's favor in your life and you don't get it because you've just been sitting around doing nothing you get it because you've been obedient in the preparation that God has for you so we are rewarded according to our righteousness he judges us and when he judges us righteous he delights in that 
So with just just as a, a normal human being wants to reward and encourage people who are obedient and reward and encourage people who, who do well in things. Uh, so God wants to do that same thing for us. There are certain times where you know God will will have uh, have us do things in the ministry that there's an element of of reward in there for people you know and and I wish people would see it that way uh, that that it is a a blessing uh, because you know we recognize you putting forth an effort to do what God wants you to do here you, you see what I'm saying there's there's an element of reward it's not some kind of an entitlement that you know you have to have it that kind of thing you know but it's a, a, people people don't understand but we are here uh, as God's representatives to learn to hear from God excuse me in how we we manage things and how we manage this ministry and so it's always been uh, um, my desire and I know Pastor Shirley's desire to encourage people in the goodness of God you know that God really understands and acknowledges you acknowledges your effort he wants to to uh, favor you and bless you uh, and in some small way encourage people's efforts you understand what I'm saying as they they work for God and so it's a good thing if if people can keep that in mind and get out of the mindset of you know well I'm not sure and uh, you know and people don't treat you right and you know that kind of thing and making uh, judgments where it's not necessary uh, always keep in mind God's favor uh, is on your life and you should expect good things you know you should expect uh, to be accepted you should expect to 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 uh, enjoy your life and that kind of thing because of his favor. In Proverbs thirteen fifteen, it says, "With good understanding or good understanding gives favor, but the way of the transgressor is hard." Mm-hmm. So good understanding must be a byproduct of righteousness, wouldn't you say? Because the transgressor is an unrighteous person. And he says good understanding gives favor. So uh, you can be a righteous person with very little understanding. People who um, I would say kind of delve into the word a little bit more go into it and with the the questioning before God you know God I don't really understand this help me to get more out of this you know or I do understand it some is there more here that you can show me uh, understanding is a sign of a desire for more of, of what it is that you have it's not just uh, a religious thing where you get get the basic meaning and run off with it like you've got the whole thing the person who meditates is the one who gets the understanding no you'll you'll get it from a to z inside and out you'll be the person who wants to read the the commentary go through the concordance do a word search that kind of stuff so that you can get inside and out what God has in mind when he says certain things and so then you'll be a person who has greater favor because the more you understand in God the more useful you are to him the more he can use you to do different things that he needs to have done and we need a lot done (laughs) in the kingdom so good understanding gives you favor and because it, it, it 
in, in the Bible says in all you're getting get understanding. So understanding is something that the getters get. <laughs> you know it's something you have to go after. It doesn't just come to you. You have to pursue it. And so if you pursue it and you're not afraid to ask God questions. He will, he will do that for you. Proverbs 16.16 16 says understanding is to be chosen over fine silver. Because if you know how to make the stuff you can have as much as you want. You know, and so that's that's where where understanding really comes in. That you can get to a point where you have uh, vast knowledge, and and not just memorizing some facts or some kind of crazy head knowledge, but you have vast knowledge, and then wisdom gives you the the knowledge of where that understanding is to be ministered. See, so you're not just trying to dazzle people with all of your 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 deepness, you know, but you know where it's to be deposited. Mm-hmm. Proverbs fourteen nine says, "Fools make mock at sin, but among the righteous there's favor." Mm-hmm. So the righteous. Shun sin. They take it seriously to live righteously. You know, it's, it's an effort for us. It's it's a determination for us uh, to live in obedience to God and to love God and and love people and to show it and and to bless people and uh, to serve them. All of that kind of stuff. But a foolish person will will mock at sin. Even you know, he thinks everything's a joke. Mm-hmm. Nothing serious, and so we have to make sure that we uh, stand in righteousness and and avoid sin and 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 love God and and yield to God and keep ourselves in the place where where we have God's favor, no matter what the cost is. You know, you don't have to go along with every uh, silly joke and every nonsense that's said, and and we understand that you can stay in God's favor and stay in the place of blessing uh, in God. Psalms. Uh, chapter 5 we'll go there before we go where I was going to go favor is you can see it's not something that just gets thrown at you for no reason You there's a prerequisite to it as it is with everything in God's kingdom in Psalm chapter 5 in verse hmm. Mm-hmm. Verse 12 says, For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor will you compass him as with a shield. So the righteous person is, is a shield of favor around him that's put there by God. As long as you're walking with God, you have that shield of favor around you. And what does a shield do? Well, it protects you from attacks that will try to oppose you. So opposing forces, it's like favor uh, um, represents or forms a, a vessel that will carry you through life. You see, 
where everybody else is having to well I can't get this because you know they turned me down here and I can't get this here and no, no, no. you just favor you just jump in your boat and sail right on in and get what you need and, and, and you're protected from all of this you know even if if there's a no answer you know favor tells you it's somewhere you got me it wasn't at the first place I went to it'll be at the next place so favor as long as you stay in right see what happens is that when people get that no answer you're going after something or you need something and you go to first place and you get the no what the enemy's trying to do is get you over into an unrighteous way of thinking oh, I wonder what's wrong well maybe I didn't hear God and see when 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 something opposes you if you let doubt creep in there and start to minister to you that's unrighteous thinking folks that's righteous people think in terms of faith they think in terms of overcoming they think in terms of what's next they think in terms of give me the next step God they think in terms of let's do it again think in terms of direct my feet to the right place that's what righteousness does because righteousness knows what God said and believes God above and beyond all of this and so favor will come at you like a shield so then favor starts to encompass you and surround you with the thoughts of God and encouragement in God and it takes you to the next place expecting that you will find it there got me now there are some things you have to understand about faith and that is faith is being increased when it meets resistance so when your faith meets the resistance of the world and the first no answer it's because you don't have enough going into this to go in and totally overcome so you got to get that no bounce back off of that recharge reload reboot and go back out again so that when you get there the same favor that surrounded you at the first place is there at the second place people are disposed to to give you what you want so say for instance you go into a, 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 a dealership a car dealership and you put in an application and boss, they show you this show you that favor if you didn't have God's favor, they would have told you they didn't have anything for you. They just look you up and down and decide you don't you don't qualify and they skip over into the next person. You got me? And don't tell me people don't do it because I know how salespeople are. Huh? I've gone in places where, you know, I said, ah, well, maybe it's here and I'm not really in faith or something like that. And people just keep looking around, looking for the next person. You know, you think, oh, what's, what am I, chopped liver? No, you're not in faith. You shouldn't be there. When you're there for God's business, favor will surround you like a shield. And it will get you in that door. They'll want to spend time with you. They'll go through all the, the whatever, whatever. And then they'll come back and they say, well, I'm really surprised surprised that that didn't go through you know or I'm surprised we didn't have exactly what you were looking for that kind of thing so that's favor favor gets you the red carpet treatment wherever you go and it could almost work except it's not quite what it is that God has for you or what you've asked God for and so we need to understand that favor compasses us like a shield man it compasses us like a shield 
in Luke 2.52 it was said of Jesus that he increased in favor. So you can increase in favor and stature with God and with man. Pat Robertson when he started in ministry he he was a lawyer by education by trade and um, I think his dad was a uh, was in Congress I don't know if he was a representative or Senate but anyway you know he came from a very prominent family and he was married with I know at least four if not all five children and, and got saved and God started speaking to him calling him to the ministry and all of that and he started out uh, he would pray uh, in in study his bible early in the morning and then spend time with god and he was in um, seminary and doing everything he knew to prepare himself for what god had for him and god would send people to him um wealthy people that's that's all that ever surrounded him was christians who were well to do wealthy or had um uh, extremely blessed um lives and and that kind of stuff and he was very poor and and was living by faith and it wasn't until he really stepped out and did the thing that god wanted him to do that he began to pick up in finances and all of that he always had that favor he always was surrounded by people who could speak into his life could encourage him the right way uh, he said he went and had lunch with a, a gentleman who was a Christian and it totally changed his perspective of God's provision you know um, those encounters are important they're important because if you never get a, a good true picture of what God has for you think where his ministry would be if he thought God was a nickel and dime kind of God you know there God's putting in him at that point a level of faith that he's going to need for the demand that God is going to put on him for what he wants him to do and so he was always poor I guess he um and his one of his sons Gordon the guy who's with him in the ministry now tells a story about uh, them being so poor that Pat had somebody either bought a bunch of soybeans or soy something or I don't know what it was but was with the soy and so because he had a big family to feed and Gordon says that he got bitter about being a Christian for uh, for several years because he said I would go in summertime we would go and I would go and stay with my grandparents and he said they had steak and they had this wonderful house and all these great things and here we were supposedly serving God and all we could get was soy products you know which he just hated them and he you know turned his back on God for a season and you know it's father being a man close to God and praying he understood where where his kids were and what they were going through and he always brought those children before the Lord and pretty soon Gordon was converted and got himself back over to where he was supposed to be but for many many years they struggled financially personally and it wasn't until uh, God spoke to him and told him to go and buy that TV station in Virginia Beach that things began to turn around and in a great miraculous way um, I went to uh, on a tour to CBN uh, many years ago and there were imported Persian rugs if you go in the lobby of their um, their main 
um, building down there uh, on the lobby floor there's beautiful beautiful Persian rugs all of them donated and he, they said well you know Pat started praying for the furnishings for the for the building you know after it's it's uh, it's it's the uh, old colonial style architecture they have down there and uh, it's just beautiful now his house where he lives and they'll show you his house is a a, a very modest brick you know like a two story maybe with three bedrooms bath and a half he's lived there forever and uh, his family they raise their children the rest of their family there but his his favor has been primarily for the ministry for what was needed there now now I'm sure he can have anything that he wants to have but he has chosen to live that way and allow favor to surround him and direct him to what he's really after and that is to work for God see he wants to put his best forth uh, for God he says he's always disliked fundraising and he would beg God why do we have to do this I don't like doing this God I don't like this going on TV asking for money why don't you let us strike oil you know you can do a lot of things and you know and uh, God began to explain to him about the, the millions of people out there that wanted to participate but didn't have opportunities to see there's churches aren't involved in you know these kinds of whatever it was and so he began to understand more God's way but it is said that if Pat Robertson needed anything all he would have to do is make one phone call you know and there are people waiting to serve in that way but but that's God's favor why because this man has been faithful he hasn't missed a beat when he's missed a beat he's taken correction from God straightened it out and got himself right back over where he's supposed to be and so there is a place where you can walk in and anticipate God's favor on a continual basis you have to wait for anything you don't have to be short on anything you don't have to miss any payments you don't have to anything like that you can can expect God's favor in all quarters and so it's a good thing to know that favor can surround us like a shield protects us from poverty protects us from lack protects us from want protects us from rejection from being you know cast aside second hand second class whatever we want to say so there in and among the righteous there is favor amen proverbs 14 9 among the righteous there is favor now in genesis how much time do we have miss one 22 minutes oh, okay in genesis 39 we'll see an example our friend joseph You see this pattern repeated over and over in Joseph's life. It first happened when he was sold into um, um, Potiphar who was a captain of the guard in Egypt. So God's favor will get you at least into the house of somebody who can take care of you. You got me. You know, even if you ain't in charge, he'll get you in the house of somebody who's <laughs> who's not starving. Let's put it that way. And because he has 
uh, vision for you prospering and increasing. If you're not in a house where there's prosperity, where there's wisdom, where there's knowledge, where there's understanding, you won't grow much. You know, and so he will put you in a place where there is wisdom, knowledge, prosperity, understanding, all of the ingredients that go into making you a success. He will put you in a household where there that success is. What you do with it is up to you. If you maintain righteousness, you will get what you're supposed to get out of that but if you dwell in unrighteousness you won't get anything what I mean by that is if you stay obedient to God and value what God has placed you in see this was Joseph the key Joseph had was that Joseph valued what was there you know how we know because it is said that that uh, Potiphar didn't even check he trusted Joseph so much he didn't even check behind him to see if he was keeping accurate books or not. This took his word for everything. He didn't have an, an inkling that this man lacked integrity. So he put him in charge of everything in his whole household. So Joseph not only was in a prosperous household but he was in a household where he took his work seriously. See this is what righteousness does. It respects, even though he's a slave, he respected his master and didn't try to rip him off. He respected him and wasn't trying to make a plan to escape every five minutes. He respected him and and allowed that man to live in peace with him there. That's very, very key. If you are a righteous person and you respond in righteousness in your surroundings, the people around you will be at peace. There won't be any strife in your surroundings. And so this is something that people somehow have to learn to master. And that is living peaceable with everybody. You know, and, and making yourself the type of person that people want to be around even though it wasn't Joseph's property he could have been a desirous person to be around see even 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 being a slave it didn't have to be a thing where uh, he was disgruntled all the time and uh, rebellious and had a bad attitude and all that kind of stuff with the master he learned how to maintain righteousness at all times and this is key Uh, no matter what your situation is you have to learn to do that and so as he was was conducting himself properly in Potiphar's house, Potiphar was able to show him different things. This is how I keep the books and this is how I organize everything in the home. And this is what I expect you to do. Keep my home in proper order while I'm away. I need to go away for long periods of time. So the one thing that was was being challenged though was Potiphar's wife. And even that Joseph did not take advantage of. Even though she was coming after him. He didn't give in to that. Because he had developed this integrity. And this respect for his master. Even though he was a slave. Because you are disadvantaged. Does not mean you cannot be a righteous person. You know we in society we give too much. Too much power 
to circumstances. You know, it's like, you know, you'll see these people that, uh, you know, well, she's been a battered woman and you know, shot her husband 15 times. And I'm thinking to myself, come on now, you know, he's a lot of people get slapped around and don't retaliate and don't murder somebody. Uh, children that, that are, are beaten or abused, you know, we give them all this sympathy and they go and shoot up everything and everybody. These kids that are shooting up schools, well, they were bullied, you know, as a... I was telling somebody, I said, we had bullies when I was in school. You know, they've been bullies forever, you know, but you made up some lie to get them out of your face. You, you know, you told them, I got my brother and my sister at home, and you better leave me alone. You know, you didn't have nobody at home, but you told them that anyway. And so there is a way to uh, do these things in wisdom, but, but in our society, we just give too much power uh, to negative circumstances or what we think are negative, as though it excuses uh, extremely bad behavior. And so Joseph was at a disadvantage. He was a slave. But he because he knew God that brought dignity in his life he was able to look at this as an opportunity uh, and he was there unfairly he came from a, a, a godly background and should not have been in servitude to these heathens so he was able to overcome all of those feelings too and still give his best to that job. So you don't tell me that you you can't overcome these things or you don't have to have a bad attitude toward people or uh, you know bite the hand that feeds you so to speak and not not understand that God has you there for a purpose. You need to learn what you can learn while you're there. Keep your attitude right about those who are over you. Be a blessing and not a, a trouble to people and, and you'll get what God wants you to get out of that situation and you'll prosper and you'll move on. So Joseph didn't lack in any opportunity to prosper because he was on a time schedule in God got me he's on a time schedule now he doesn't know it but these simple acts of obedience keep him on time in his life this is what we need to understand everything that God has prophesied over you has a time when it's to be released into your life. And if we waste opportunities to learn and waste opportunities to grow, we're never going to be there on time to meet what God has for us. We'll miss it. And so Joseph goes, not only is he a slave, he winds up falsely accused. He gets thrown into prison. But in verse uh, 21, it says here, but the Lord was with Joseph, said that with about, about him in Potiphar's house. Verse 2 in chapter 30, 39, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Verse 21, but the Lord was with Joseph and he showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So here Joseph's favor comes upon him wherever he goes. It doesn't matter if he's an accused criminal. It doesn't matter if he's a slave. It doesn't matter where he is. He manages to stay under the authority of God and stay right with God. And that's all that matters folks. And your circumstances don't matter. 
What matters is your heart is toward God and your heart is toward obeying God and you obey him in all situations. You learn how to respond in wisdom in situations. You learn how to respond in in discipline in in self-control and self-restraint sometimes so that you can be the type of person that God can put anywhere. There's no place that you won't fit in once you understand and, and keep and keep in God's favor so that when he needs you for something you will be there. So Joseph has to spend his time in prison but on the day of his greatest favor he gets out of prison is promoted to prime minister of Egypt in one day. Because there's a famine coming and God needs to get somebody in that position that he can trust. And so because Joseph has been righteous in his dealings with his masters in every situation that he's been in, he gets selected. So favor will promote you in situations if you will stay faithful to God. God's favor got him in Potiphar's house. God's favor also got him in jail. Because Joseph had to be tried in all these different areas. If you have the fact that he was in a rich man's house he had a lot of freedom. Okay you're righteous when you got a lot of stuff. But what's it going to be like when your life's restricted? You going to stay with God or are you going to react to your circumstances? We all get this folks. We're all tried in these situations. If we haven't been yet, we will be. And so God wants if God's going to use you and he's preparing you and he's going to promote you, he's got to know what kind of person you're going to be in all situations. It can't just be on top all the time. It's got to be in the uh, in the valley and on top of the mountain. God's got to see that you're going to stay faithful to him. And are you going to see it as a privilege that you serve God and God has you in a place where you can learn from the richest man and the most powerful man almost in Egypt? Because Joseph was going to be in that place again. Potiphar was very high up in the organization in Egypt. And so Joseph had to get a taste of that. Walk in that for a season. So that he knows what that's like. Sometimes you can't come from the dungeon in the prison and fit in the palace. If you haven't been in a place of of, um, uh, privilege in the past. You, You don't fit in. So he had to get in that place of privilege. Learn how to function there. And then he was demoted. To learn how to function in restricted circumstances. In the prison he learned to be trustworthy over a little bit. Potiphar's house he learned how to be trustworthy over a lot. So you're going to have your opportunities with a lot and with a little bit. Can you stay faithful to God in both places? Or do you struggle with it? Huh? Do you have problems? Do you want to do what you want to do? Huh? You think about yourself. And so Joseph had to get all of that worked out of him. It's worked out in circumstances, folks. It's not worked out in your head or in visions and dreams. You have a dream about being poor one day and you make it. You gotta be you gotta be there. You gotta be <laughs> no way. No way, Jose. Because God is going to see what you're really made of, what's inside of you. 
And if what's inside of you is not going to fit in that place where he's eventually called you to, he's going to have to get that out of you. So that he can put what he needs to put inside of you. Stuff that will work. Stuff that will work for him. And stuff that he can call upon when he needs somebody to come to bat for him. See Joseph was going to be in a position where he had authority to let people live or die. When you're in charge of all the food in the whole nation, you have the authority to, you have people's lives right in your hands. He's a type of the church where we are now. We hold people's future, eternal fate in our hands. What what we do to win people over to Christ makes all the difference in the world. We determine who lives eternally or who dies, depending upon how we operate in these situations. And so God has to put the church through all these different kinds of testings. You know, he he starts you out. Sometimes he starts us out grand. You know, we'll start out in you know nice big house and you know private this and private that, and then all of a sudden you boom 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 <laughs> down to the basement again. And you got to learn that God has He's the God of the the palace and he's the god of the prison as well and you've got to serve him no matter where you are so why don't we stop now we'll come back to this father in heaven we thank you for allowing us the opportunity to understand your favor lord and where it comes from how it comes it's not just something we have automatically it comes as we relate to you and it increases in our lives so lord we thank you for giving us this and and increasing us in it more and more and more and we bless you and we thank you for it lord in jesus name amen praise god if anybody needs prayer come on up